Okay. <clears throat> Are you happy with the topics for tonight? Yeah. Good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I'm a, do you know what? I amuse myself. Okay. I've not written an intro again. Three, two... And welcome to another edition of the Race Department Podcast. As always, and I'm pretty sure I'm still Paul Glover, hello, and I hope you're doing well. Sorry for the uh, three-week break, but um, yeah, a bit of a challenge last week getting the podcast recorded. As always, I am joined in the studio, but again, only with two people, just like last podcast. So, first up, Danny Montiero. How are you, Danny? Good, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very good, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mega. Mega. I'm doing mega. Thank you. And secondly, uh David Day Nativo. I was trying to get uh, the Italian anthem uh, on the smartphone to play on the microphone. Do you know do you know what? Seriously. I didn't manage. I, I, I've been, I've, I'm going to get, I'm, at some point I will get my backside in gear and I'll have like a soundboard with some audio clips and things and, and whatnot in place. So yeah, yeah maybe next time, when, time I, when so. I do, when I do the intro, obviously I can just play the Italian anthem and big yes. you up or whatever, you know, or you get someone to do like a recording, you know, <laughs> welcome David Day or whatever. You know, anyway. yeah, something like, you know, uh, the wrestlers when they enter. <laughs> yeah. Carry. You're uh, or a boxer. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, that, that, that might, that might work. It's David Nativo. Exactly. Yeah. I think you just blown someone's ears off, but yeah, that'd be <laughs> maybe a warning at the, the, the beginning of this podcast, please turn your volume down. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, glad, I'm glad you're both well, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week. So I've chosen three topics. I know recently the podcasts have been mainly on one, but we like to keep you on your toes, dear listener. Um, so let's get cracking, shall we? You can tell I haven't prepared an intro at all. Preparation is key, people. Preparation is key. So topic number one. Recently, as we all know, there was a bit of a hoo-ha at a recent karting uh, world championship race where there was a little bit of a bust up after uh, after a, a move on track and um, and it kind of made me and the team think about how we keep our cool because you know as as in real life Danny and in sim racing as well and in real motorsport things happen right and it how do you keep your cool what, what do you do when someone, just out of nowhere, turns into a homing missile and ruins your hours and hours of preparation? Do you lose it or do you take a deep breath and you carry on? Uh, that's a hard one. I think mostly, well, I'm trying to think when it has happened to me that um, if it's like when I'm going go-karting, like rental go-karting and in some race and somebody puts me off unnecessarily... I think I have, might have screamed in my helmet because the adrenaline is quite high, even if it's just rental go karts. And also in uh, sim racing, like uh, like a, a league race or a championship race, when people are trying to do well, it's like 
Of course, I'm. It's fine to shout something in the air because only me will hear it. And uh, but then you know that no matter how high you scream or how many if you, insults you're thinking in your head or whatever you do, nothing is gonna bring back time and put you back nicely in your position. So I tend to just okay. Let's. Uh, the point is to minimize the time loss as much as possible. And then when I'm on a straight, I think it back, and most of the times I just. I just laugh it off because there's nothing to do and uh, and just continue. Because once it happens, time loss starts. So it's really all about minimizing that time loss. Yeah. Um, same question to you, David. I know you don't necessarily race online as much as Danny and myself, but have you been in a situation where an incident's occurred, not, not for your own, and have you lost it or have you remained calm? Well, uh... I could say that maybe these kind of things happen uh, more often than uh, than not in offline, uh, you know, single player races uh, rather than multiplayer, because um, sometimes the AI can be <laughs> very dumb depending, you know, on the sim you're playing, the combo you're playing. Uh, you know, there is a variety of reasons uh, why that can happen. And yeah, of course, it's uh, it's frustrating when something happens and uh, uh, it's not your fault. But uh, you know, uh, something that uh, that helps uh, uh, is first of all um, try to think that maybe it wasn't uh, just uh, you know uh, the other player. Uh, independently that it was an AI or a human player. Maybe it wasn't just their fault. Maybe you actually did something too. So um, keep your cool about that because uh, until you see the replay, you c- you cannot tell 100% for sure uh, who's to blame. It oh, might be yeah. it might yeah. be that, that you in some way have caused the accident too. Or, you know, uh, you participate, you have your share in the <laughs> in the reasons of why that happened. And secondly, yeah, yeah as Danny said, uh, um, if you, uh, you know, if you lose your cool, uh, you only lose uh, even more time. Uh, so you only make things worse and that's entirely on you, uh, nobody else. So uh, you have to try to remain calm try to understand uh, how is your car <laughs> uh, what's uh, to be done next and uh, continue racing and uh, the blame part uh, leave it for for later for when you see the replay when you can talk to the other driver when you can talk to if if it is the case uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know someone who is uh, hosting the race or uh, marshalling the race uh, you know, uh, after all, in multiplayer races, uh, we have very good um, people uh, doing doing that stuff. You know, like like Danny that gives uh, uh, drive throughs yeah. to um, drivers that are uh, yeah, oh, undisciplined. Brilliant. Nicely, nicely <laughs> slotted. That's not your joke. Yeah, <laughs> nicely slotted in there. Who, who would who would give such a thing? I I I mean, I, you know. The, the AI, the AI which you reference, I mean, it's not like uh, it's a human being. I think you can't necessarily, you, I think you're right. I think you can still be frustrated, but because it's an AI and it's and it's computer-controlled car, it's a, it's a bit different, isn't it, Danny? It's it's not quite the, it's not quite the same thing. Have, have you been in an incident where 
you swear blind it wasn't your fault and you're so angry throughout the race. And then as David Day kind of alluded to, you'll go back and watch the replay and you're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't my fault whatsoever. You mean that wasn't my fault whatsoever? or Yeah, like, yeah. have you ever had a like a situation where you swear blind for the, the next half an hour or whatever it is that you that some idiot's knocked you off and he's ruined your race and you, you're cursing him a little bit or, or her and then you go and uh, watch the replay and you're like, oh, actually, that might be my fault. Ah, yeah, okay. Um, not that it was my fault, but I, I, learned, I learned one thing, which is um, basically it takes two to create an incident. So no matter, like 99.9999% of the cases... Uh, both cars, if there's at least only two uh, involved, have something uh, to play in this. So, for example, I had an incident where it was at the beginning of a race in Kailami, and I made some overtakes during the first lap, and um, there's a hairpin at the top, the hairpin left, and then it goes downhill with a few corners. Yeah, I like that and, section. Um, yeah. I, took, I overtook a car who had a poor exit at the hairpin, so I, I got side by side, I overtook him before the, the next braking zone, basically. But what I did was I overtook that car and immediately I, I went ahead of it. And then the braking zone came. So I gave the guy very little time to know that I was suddenly ahead of him and that he still had to brake for the corner. So I might have disoriented him. So he broke too late and he took me out while I was already ahead of him. But I was only ahead of him for the last 0.5 seconds maybe. So mm -hmm. if I had just kept to the outside line of that corner, even being ahead, if he had missed his breaking point anyway, I wouldn't have been collected. So that was partly my fault for putting myself in a dangerous position so late before the breaking point. So although during the race I was like, oh my, beep, 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 that guy took me out. When I went to see the replay, I thought, well, I had space to stay on the outside. If I had just stayed there and waited for a few more corners, I would have mm -hmm. just stayed ahead cleanly later. So yeah, yeah, it definitely pays off to not get uh, overcooking the head and then just watch it later. Actually, I have a. I saw at some point during the lockdown there was this IMSA race, sim race, with some real drivers, I think it was. And uh, there was one of them, I think he's a Canadian guy, uh, Bruno Spengler, which is a professional driver. And he was like in second or third for a long, long time during a long, long race in GTE. And at some point, some guy uh, under braking just slightly nudged him but took him out. And uh, he was on stream, like on camera, and he didn't even flinch. Like his car was spinning. He was trying to correct it, to catch it, to really just get it back on track as soon as possible. And then he continued and you'd never saw him like open his mouth like, ah, he was totally focused. And you could see that his mind was, okay, let's continue. Let's keep this pace. Let's not lose any more time. Let's catch the guys again. So it really, it really pays off to leave all the thinking and all the discussion to after the race because there's nothing you can do during the race anyway yeah no, great Davide you want to say something yeah I was thinking while, while Danny was talking that things like that can happen uh, frequently even uh, you know uh, against the AI in offline races like for example I remember that um, uh, during a race in, uh, in Monza with vintage cars with uh, vintage Formula 1 cars I was overtaking uh, a driver and um a collision happened and uh, both of us uh, basically totaled our, our cars and uh, I was very invested in that race, very focused and uh, uh, 
you know, I became very angry because uh, I said, oh, you know, the usual things with the AI. Uh, then I went to watch the replay and I noticed that basically I uh, closed the door on the, on the driver, on the AI driver, Uh, too much and too soon and uh, basically uh, he couldn't see me because I was in his uh, blind spot so uh, basically I shut the door and I caused the collision <laughs> against him and uh, so it was uh, 100% my fault I was so focused on the road ahead of me and on uh, passing the guy and uh, going for the next car that uh, I didn't even notice that uh, I totally uh, shut the, the other driver off. And uh, other times it could be for a very heartbreaking uh, and, and uh, other situations too. Sometimes you may be so, uh, so focused on the, on the actual racing and on, uh, you know, uh, try to overtake as much drivers as, po as possible that uh, you tend to lose focus on uh, other things uh, uh, that are happening around you. And that may be, you know, a uh, cause for, for accident. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, from, from, from my perspective, uh, I think I've had instances where I, you know, I'm pretty convinced that it was the other person's fault and a bit like Danny said, you'd watch it back and yourself, David, and yeah, I could have done things slightly differently and, I, and I've mentioned ACCSS, which is the league that I'm currently underway. I mean, I'm in season two and I'm, I'm ahead of Steve and that's always my aim. Um, and I, I, I've, we, they've introduced this, this penalty point system and after the first season, I probably would have had to have taken... A, a, a grid penalty or a, a non-qualified penalty is what they do. So if you get six you know, points, penalty points, you have to sit out qualifying and start from the back of the grid, which is absolutely fine. And I think it's a good way of kind of trying to keep people under control. And I've only had one incident so far out of out of the races. And I'm really and I'm really proud of that because I felt like I've learned. And another thing that I've learned in, for season two is just to try and remain calm. And it's and it's harder than you think, but some people really struggle with it. I mean, Danny, have you been involved in a race and someone's just absolutely lost it, either on voice chat or in text chat? I mean, some people just get so angry. Uh, well, I wouldn't say angry, but I did lose it one time. I, I was in a race at Barcelona and on the, in the middle of the track there's that long back straight and it was lap one and we were breaking all in time and most of us made the corner nicely and then one guy came with no brakes just completely torpedoed us out of the way and I was spinning and flying and I couldn't help myself but to, but to scream out like what the just happened um, but then of course that's when I started to learn like I went Afterwards, and I saw that guy actually just lagged before braking, so his car just continued at a constant speed while he was braking on his computer, and then he hit us. Uh, so that was that was so unexpected that uh, it made me jump. But I've seen a few, much more like let's say minor, like a small touch of somebody just out of some corner and then giving them a nudge, not even spinning them out, but just making them wiggle a bit and get, gain the position. And then the guy that lost the position was really angry and like starting to swear on his own stream and then after the race there was checker flag dropped and he just rammed the other guy like full throttle like really really not cool 
but yeah, some people should really take a chill pill, I think. Yeah, it 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 it, it just blows my mind that people. I mean, I I get I get annoyed, and I I get not annoyed. I, I suppose the word is frustrated, but you know, crap things happen from time to time. People make you know momentary mistakes, and that's the thing. I think there's a difference between making a mistake, but but doing, but then also making an error without taking care. I think there are two there are two ends of the spectrum, isn't there, David? There's somebody who has just had a momentary lapse, perhaps, and then there's someone who's just like a missile and it just seems to be aiming the for you know is coming coming from in the breaking zones, breaking far too late, um, and it just seems erratic. I mean, there there are differences. Yeah, sure, of course. Then. I think that's, uh, that's pretty obvious that, you know, there are different categories of, uh, of people you might be racing with. There might be those people that, uh, you know, have, uh, like Danny was saying, a problem with their connection or um, uh, maybe even uh, uh, an hardware problem with their wheel or their pedals. Uh, you know, maybe the pedals slipping off, you know, if you, have a, if you do not have a proper um, uh, uh, racing station, uh, let's say. So things can happen that uh, uh, you uh, you are to blame, of course, but up to a certain point because uh, uh, it it isn't your fault after all. Um, and then there are those drivers that you know are trying to to make a point to prove that uh, they are better than they actually are and uh, do not race uh, properly or seriously. And uh, I could say that those are, uh, may we call it toxic players, toxic drivers. Uh, they exist, you know, for every kind of multiplayer games or, sim- or simulations. And we have them in sim racing too. And of course, even in the, you know, toxic players category, you have to make a, di- a distinction between the toxic players that, you know, uh, aren't um, trying to, uh, you know, uh, they are just learning. They're maybe new in the world of sim racing. They're maybe, you know, kids. Uh, so it's people that uh, just need uh, uh, teaching in a way. Yeah, and there are, there are those that need teaching that, you know, there are those that shout very loudly when someone else makes a mistake. But as soon as they make a mistake, they say nothing. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> you know that that type, and that drives me up the wall because we had an incident recently where in a race that I was in, where this guy was in on the chat, mouthing off, swearing in chat, and and then this same person did a really bad uh, re-entry onto track after after coming off, and you know, and 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 doesn't offer and uh, took someone out, and and that's another thing is that. Danny, when we were having, I was having a chat in the, in the ACCSS Discord earlier on, and we were talking about this. Actually, funny enough, is about apologies. You know, saying sorry for when things go wrong because things do go wrong. And in the in the two point four hour I did at Spa uh, last weekend, uh, in the bus stop chicane, on, a, on about lap six or eight, I unfortunately took out one another driver but it wasn't it wasn't on purpose it wasn't malicious it was and I watched it back at the end of the race because I didn't quite understand how it happened but I think I just carried more speed 
than them through the bus stop chicane and I've accelerated and I've just had more momentum than them and I just gave them a tap and away and around they went and I got a 10 second penalty for it completely justified you know watched it back I thought maybe he braked or something or it wasn't but no it was just I just carried more speed through the through the chicane but you know and, and these and these things happen but the discussion we were having on Disco earlier on is like someone was saying, you know, I, I don't really expect people to apologise, but I felt terrible. I felt so. It's the other end of the other end of the scale. There is I felt terrible for what happened, but then I found myself talking to myself, going, right, you've got to put that out of your mind. You've got two and a bit hours of the race still to go. You've now and I, and I will say I got and I think the ten second penalty. Um, which came in a few laps later, which I knew was coming. I kind of tried to focus, put my head down because I knew I needed to beat Steve and I had a 10-second penalty and he didn't. Um, you know, and I think it also, I, I kind of allowed me to to focus. And I think sometimes, and then at the end of the race, the first thing I did was I apologised for that because I felt so bad because he's probably put in a lot of time as I have with the practice sessions and and these things these things happen. So, how do you feel, Danny, when you make a mistake? I doesn't feel good, and you know, like the worst thing is not being able to fix it because there's nothing you can do. And yeah. of course, there okay, there is one thing you can do, which is to wait for the other person to recover and then drive ahead of you. Uh, but most often than not, if it's a small touch that doesn't really uh, disturb your car at all, but the other person goes off into the wall. It's just it's just no point stopping on a track and waiting for the person. You just have to go and wait for your penalty, basically, and then apologize at the end of the race. Another thing is that um, it depends, I guess, on the community, but it became quite um, like uh, common or widespread in sim racing that suddenly uh, chatting uh, is like frowned upon, and in some communities, it's even forbidden and penalizable. Because it can distract some people, and in some games you cannot deactivate the chat. Uh, because in most games, people just quickly chat and like type "sorry" or "this way" or um, "pass me on the left" or even other types of games. I don't know how games. people drive and chat at the same time. I have no it's idea. It's an acquired skill, but uh, <laughs> and you can also, of course, uh, bind some macros so that you just press I'm sure one you key. Can. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this, well, at least since I've been sim racing very early on, this it started to be at least in the communities I've been on. Uh, started to be kind of forbidden to to do, like to chat during the race. So, and then when the Discord and TeamSpeak and those things came on, it also became a bit of a, a gray area because you're driving and sometimes you don't want to be distracted. But, well, if you don't want to be distracted, you can just leave the, the, the server. But the thing is, if somebody says, oh, watch out, big crash, or somebody says, oh, sorry, it's okay. But then when people start discussing their own, like, yeah, you know, I tried to pass you on the left, blah, 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 blah. So then, of course, people also don't want to be in a voice uh, chat. And no matter how much, how apologetic you are in the moment, uh, no ma- nothing you say or type will fix any of it. It might just distract the other person more and maybe even other drivers more. So you just have to swallow it and then at the end of the race, apologize. And if, of course, you spin somebody out and you spin together with them, you can at least wait and let them go. That's the the least, uh, well, that's how to, let's say, recover yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. repair a bit of the damage. The David, they quickly explain to us, what are, what are your techniques to remaining cool when you've had a when you've had an incident? Do you, do you find yourself talking to yourself? Because that's what, exactly what I do. 
uh, well, yeah, I might say that um, uh, it helps to um, have some sort of narrative inside your head uh, where you, uh, you know, you try to evaluate the situation and, um, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, try to uh, uh, reassure yourself that <laughs> everything is fine and uh, uh, you can go on with the racing. And, uh, uh, you know, if uh, if you have lost some spots or uh, or some time, you can uh, you can make it back or it might be uh, it might make the, the racing even more exciting, more, even more interesting. If you look at it that way. You may think, okay, now it's the time to show that <laughs> I can um, I can make up for the lost time or for the lost places uh, and so on. So you know, having those kind of narratives uh, uh, in your head may be helpful, uh, differently from other narratives when you know, where you play the victim, where you say, oh, uh, all of the uh, time I've spent, all of the you know practice uh, all for nothing uh, that's just uh, uh, a waste of time and it's uh, something that uh, works in you know in everyday life as well in racing uh, you have to uh, motivate yourself even even when something bad happens to try and overcome it or uh, at least give it uh, your hundred uh, percent because you know uh, moaning about it uh, just gonna make it worse and uh, it's no point I think yeah yeah it's it's hard keeping your focus it's hard keeping your cool Danny as you alluded to some communities don't like you to talk I, I find that if I start talking to others I will make a mistake I, I, and you know I find it amazing when you when you watch other like proper motorsport and when you watch certain streamers, how they're able to talk to their viewers as as well as drive a car, because as soon as I start thinking about something else, I'm not thinking about that apex anymore or that breaking point and, and away I go. But to the I just want to get your guys' view on the incident that took place at the FIA Karting World Championships. Um uh, apologies if I butcher his name, but Luca Corberry or Corberi or how you pronounce him? I'm not. I'm not particularly familiar with 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 the lad. Bees. You know, he's he's not 16. He's not 14. He's 23. And it. You know, and I, I, Jensen Button, who I'm a. I've always I'm a, always been an admirer of, and um, Zach Brown, who, as we all know, runs the McLaren team, have, have come out and said that he should get a lifetime ban from motorsport events now. That, 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 that does seem a bit harsh, um, but maybe it's justified. So what do you think, Danny? Yeah, it's... Uh, I haven't really thought, like, I am definitely not... I don't know who is. To, well, I'm definitely not the person to judge. But I definitely also did not like what I saw and uh, would not like to see it happening anywhere, really. It's nothing, nothing at all justifies uh, retaliation especially like that while the person at fault and other drivers are still racing. Nothing justifies you starting to get involved and uh, ruining the race or interfering with the race because of your own vendetta feelings in the moment. That's that's 100% immature and uh, 
okay, only that driver knows what was in his head in a moment, but it's not the place. So if something like that happens, any driver should know that they should just get out of there. Like we've seen it in Formula One, people going to the pits and starting throwing fists. But it's not its not just the fight though, it's the object he threw yeah, at his that's the, fellow racer, right? Yeah, it's even worse. I mean, at the same time, like I can tell you, Oh, it's uh, people saying, oh, you should get a lifetime ban. Oh, maybe too harsh, but still, you should get something harsh anyway. It depends on the environment, because here it's like it's motor racing where everybody has to drive cleanly to maximize the, the lap times and so on. But then you have things like, uh, for example, rallycross. And um, well, you can also argue that it was a while ago, but it was maybe in the 90s. Uh, 80s or 90s, there was this guy, uh, this Norwegian guy, Martin Skanka, I think his name I think it was him. At some point, he got taken out, and uh, and then when whoever took him out was coming by on the next lap, he was just like took some a bumper of his car or something and just threw it at the windscreen of the other guy. And I've seen some American like rallycross similar things. Like the driver that got taken out actually stayed in the middle of the track, and when the offender came, he jumped uh, his feet forward and just like dived through the windscreen of the car coming towards him. Can you imagine that? Wow. So, and I'm sure a lot of the crowd were the proper cheering for that kind of stuff because it's wild. But in uh, motor racing, especially go-karting and formula racing, that's it's definitely not the place. So, what happened should definitely not have happened according to the yeah, the kind of an environment that it is. Okay, what about you, David? Yeah, I Basically, I agree with Danny and I uh, think that um, there's not much else to be said. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's dangerous and, um, uh, you know, it, it's racing. Uh, in, things can happen and um, there's no reason to overreact uh, and uh, make it uh, uh, bad for, for everyone. Uh, and maybe very, very bad. Um, I can understand that, uh, you know, especially in real racing, uh, uh, you know, you, uh, you might have uh, your adrenaline up, you may be, uh, you know, thinking uh, uh, not very rationally, thinking, uh, you know, based on emotions rather than, and feelings rather than, uh, you know, thoughts. Uh, but, um, I think that um, what makes you a professional, what, whether you are, you know, just a sim racer uh, or uh, a real, uh, you know, a real racing driver on real race trucks, is the ability, as uh, Danny was saying before uh, when he was uh, quoting um, uh, Bruno Spengler, is the ability to never lose uh, or never lose completely your focus. Uh, always be able to keep your mind in the game and um, go from go from forward from that that's what makes you a professional uh, as i was saying whether you are behind a, a real wheel or a, a you know a plastic wheel let's say even if uh, nowadays uh, there are uh, uh, metal wheels even for sim racing so <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, you know, regarding the lifetime ban, I mean, 
it's a hard decision to make for anybody to potentially end someone's career, but then he he potentially could have ended someone's life, couldn't he? If that had gone horrifically bad, um, you know, throwing I can I can understand fisticuffs to a point because we've seen it in Formula One. You see it with drivers having clashes after a race or after an accident, but to actively throw an object at a competitor, I think, is a a whole new level. It's bang out of and, order. Yeah. Yes, Davide. I, I don't know. I may be too harsh in what, in what I'm ab about to say, but uh, um, I think that he's lucky that uh, he just got, uh, you know, his ban and uh, he's not going to be able to, to race at least, you know, on a professional level. Because if um, I was, let's say, some sort of, you know, of judge or uh, someone who had to decide on um, on the situation. Honestly, I think that uh, something like that uh, should uh, have you um, uh, charged for something like, you know, uh, attempt, attempted murder or something like that, because you know that throwing some an object like that, that has a weight uh, against something that is moving uh, with a certain mass and a, at a certain speed, it may result in serious injury up to a point of maybe death, as we were saying. So what you are trying to do is basically murder someone. So he's lucky that he just got his, uh, you know, his, uh, his driving license uh, uh, removed and is uh, not, uh, you know, handcuffed uh, in some police station or, or jail because. Uh, because people say, okay, it's just sport, but that is an attempted murder uh, on the, the during a you know during a racing event during a, a sport event, but it still is attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know I, I'm sure in the heat of the moment um, he probably felt he didn't do anything wrong, but you know once you reflect on. And had some time to think about it. Well, I'm sure he'll that moment that went quite long because, I, from what I saw, back in the pits after the race, he still went and found the guy and pushed him. Yeah, over no, and, yeah, uh, there was a huge ball. His dad was involved as well because his dad owned the circuit that the the race was taking part at. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just shocking behaviour to see all around, and uh, you know, and and going back to my comments earlier on you know about you've i've experienced irate drivers and the, the difference in the virtual world is that no one can really get hold of of the other and there are some angry people out there and i don't really get while it's frustrating and i can't remember who mentioned it but lag i had an incident a couple of weeks ago where in the first racing event one of the one of the competitors was experiencing some lag during qualifying and probably should have pulled out of the race but didn't and then he was in six or something, and I was in 12. I'd made, had a good start. I didn't qualify very well. And then suddenly I got hit, and I, and, and I didn't talk about it until the end of the second race. And I was like, who the hell hit me? Like, I want to know who hit me. I didn't want to look between during the races because I wanted to concentrate on race two because I was at the back, I had damage, so, you know, I just pitted, carry on, carried on with the, the rest of the damage and just put some laps in. And because um, I'm not one of these people that quits, like I just keep going. Uh, again, another there are questionable behaviors from people. Like on the first lap, there's an instant, and then they quit or they go and sit in the pit. And I'm like, like you're losing out there as far as I'm concerned. But 
And it turned out that we watched the replay and then suddenly we saw this flicker and I went and Steve at the time was behind me and I thought it, I thought another driver had hit me, but it actually turned out that the, there was a boomerang of, you know, uh, not boomerang, but anyway, like a bouncing effect where the car just bungeed, is the word I'm looking for, just down to me, hit me and then bounded out of the way again so quickly that you had to really slow down the replay to see what had happened and that, and that was and that was infuriating i'll be honest that that took me a couple of days to kind of cool not cool down but just sort of get over it because i felt that it was avoidable um and it, and it and it meant that steve was ahead of me in the championship that was the real killer is that he was ahead of me in the championship because we've got to be a rivalry and i like this because i'm not going to be I'm not going to be getting on the podium. The guys are, you know, got some great speed. One day I might get up near there, but at the moment my rivalry with Steve is what keeps me going. And to see him a point uh, ahead of me, but fortunately um, he had a really bad spa race and I didn't. So um, and it was a double point event. So uh, yeah, I'm really chuffed with that and now beating him in the in the championship and it's where and it's and you know. The, uh, that's how it shall remain until uh, the last race. So, anyway, that's that topic over and done with. But if you've got any views on that, do tweet us at Race Department. Also, we'll be, you know, keep an eye out for the, the episode thread. Let us know your thoughts on, um, you know, what instance you've been involved in, what kind of behaviours you've seen, and also what you do to keep yourself calm, cool, and collected. Because, you know, the heart rate does jump up from time to time, and... You want to keep yourself cool and keep yourself on the track and gain whatever time that you've uh, you've lost. So hit us up and uh, and let us know. So we'll turn our attention now to topic number two. <laughs> it's an interesting one. We're actually going to talk a little bit about Formula One. We're getting towards city season, I guess. It's been a, an odd year for Formula One and, and every other sport in the, in the world. Haas this week, in the last week, announced that they had to get rid of both of their drivers. So Magnussen and Grosjean. Turns out that they're uh, they're eyeing up, apparently, Mick Schumacher. And who is the other guy? Remind me, I've just forgotten his name. Come on, somebody, uh, somebody help me out here. Dig me Mazepin. out of the hole. Mazepin. Mazepan, Mazepin, yeah. Yeah. Both currently in F2. Mick could win the championship. Mazepan, not so much, but they both bring cash with them. So, David Day, let's talk about Haas. If you're Haas, you've currently got two experienced drivers, and that hasn't really worked out for you. So, would bringing in two rookies potentially just be as bad, or do you think it could be the right move for them? Okay, uh, let's say that um, if... Uh, if I was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gunter Steiner, I would have done that. Maybe I would just got rid of uh, Grosjean, and I would have kept. Uh, um, oh, Magnussen. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but Hulkenberg Ul- was coming to my mind as a name instead of Magnussen. Uh, yeah, Magnussen. Uh, and got uh, Mick Schumacher uh, in place of, uh, of Grosjean. I wouldn't have gone uh, as far as getting also uh, uh, Mazepin. I think it's the right, uh, the right pronunciation because I, I googled him and he's Russian. So I think that uh, oh, okay. it's yeah. Nikita Mazepin. 
I should know his name because I have watched F two. I don't know why. I just had a bit of a um, bit of a bit of a moment. Because there. you're getting gold meat. No, no worries. Oh, oh. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> oh, that's very ageist of you. Okay, carry on. So um, yeah, getting on board the two rookies. Uh, uh, it's a bit, uh, you know, of a risky maneuver, but. Uh, you know, you you never know, because um, you know. To quote uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, Enzo Ferrari, <laughs> he used to get uh, you know young drivers, uh, uh, unknown drivers like, uh, for example, uh, John Sartis when he picked up on board. Yeah, he was a very renowned uh, motorcycling dri- uh, rider and w- champion. But uh, you know, he had everything to prove uh, on four wheels. Jackie X was a uh, something like 19 years old, 20 years old, when he went for Ferrari, drive for Ferrari, and uh, Gilles Villeneuve, and so on. I could make so many examples. So uh, it can pay off to, you know, to have uh, young drivers uh, on board and uh, uh, let them race. So let's see. After all, Mick Schumacher has proven to be a very fast driver. Uh, maybe it's just as have to work on his consistency. Uh, and Mazepin, uh, uh, I don't know. We could see what happens during next year, but uh, you know, if they manage to get both money and talent at the same time on board next year, we are we are uh, all going to be pra- to be praising us and uh, and say that they made their best choice uh, uh, possible. So let's see. It, may, it might work okay. for them. The, my opinion uh, at the end of this <laughs> gigantic, uh, gigantic rant is uh, le- let's wait and see. <laughs> wow, wow, great. Sitting on the fence there. Hope you don't have that uh, doesn't hurt. What about you, Danny? I don't know. I think, well, I do know. I always like uh, change and to see new drivers. And to be honest, when it's only 20 seats and there are so many good drivers out there and um, of course the team is not just the drivers the team is made of hundreds of people but uh, the drivers are the part that are the most um, what's the word the most visible yeah, the, not, yeah visible but the most relevant for the whole show yeah, yeah. Um, so and they they have given a great show in the past few years, like uh, doing really well in the beginning of the season in Melbourne, and then having their uh, tire swaps failing a few times. But but still, during those seasons, doing quite well. But now they've become just a little lackluster, and it, maybe it's not down to them because they're good drivers. And I I have, I believe in the belief that apart from a few special ones, uh, all drivers are more or less of the same level. And what makes a bigger difference is uh, either weather or the cars themselves. So I'm pretty sure Grosjean and uh, Magnussen are good drivers, really good drivers, and they could do well if they had a, ma- a really good car, and which was the case when they were fighting for fourth and fifth. But now uh, it's not happening, but we don't know if it's the car, if it's them. But regardless, it's a cruel world, cruel sport, where there are only 20 seats, so uh, new fresh blood will uh, inject some uh, some freshness in the sport so I think it should be I mean when we saw Norris and um, Sainz coming that was really cool so I think having a new team with young uh, with young drivers should also 
revitalise yeah, the sport. Si- yeah, but he's, yeah, Sainz is a young driver, but he's also like in his about fifth or sixth season in Formula One. There is a bit of a difference there. Well, uh, a bit of a difference. Yeah. The, okay. The, it's yeah. it's a different difference of uh, experience, but at the same time, you can still see that Sainz is getting towards like the now is the time kind of part of his career because he's reaching for the podiums mm-hmm. now. Grosjean uh, yep. and Magnussen, they've had that chance quite a few seasons and they just, it's its that basically. So now it's maybe time to give the place for some new guys to try. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a risky move for Haas. I think you, know, you go back, what, three seasons and they, and they were probably the best of the rest, weren't they, at one point? There's, there's kind of, for what I've, listened to and read a little bit that Magnussen would come in say something about the car that he was you know understeery and Grosjean might say it's oversteery so there was always this kind of mixed match of feedback from both drivers and each driver as we all know has their has their difference in 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 driving style traditionally teams would have a rookie with a more experienced driver because not always is a rookie going to be able to get the feedback that the engineering team or the development team's looking for. So I think it is a, it is a risk. Um, it is a huge risk. But I mean, nobody can and expect I, them to win. Well, whoever the new guys are, nobody is no, expecting them to want, win right but away. You wanna, but you want, you know, with 2021 round the, or whatever, blooming rule changes now, 2022 round the corner, you know, you've got a year of this current car left to go and then we're on to new things we're on to new regs and we're hope well you know and, and every f1 fan's got all their fingers and toes crossed because we're hoping for a bit more fun well it could track. be but it like just to make a, a correlation it could be a very good year to just get um a bit like i had hope experience yeah, 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 like, yeah you're like right russell yeah. hopefully would have had if the car had improved but of course it hasn't but for example when volkswagen joined the wrc uh, Sebastian Orgier, which was which had already won rallies with Citroen, then signed for Volkswagen and had to go to WRC two because the Volkswagen Polo WRC was not ready yet. So he had to drive like kind of F two of the World Rally Championship after having won in the in the top level, just because they were developing the car and learning the rallies, and that was something that must have been hard to swallow. But he did his job, and then he came back and he was world champion what six times. So it pays off. So maybe next year will be just like uh, Honda was in the dumps in 2008, and then boom, Braun GP transforms out of them and they win the championship. So who knows? Next year could be interesting to see who is actually. Yeah, they had they had rumors Barrichello and Jensen Button who were both experienced. Yeah, drivers that's also and, a good you know, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, it it is it is a it is a challenge, and I get and I and I guess you know with the with the money that the drivers can bring, and I think it, I can't remember who said it. It might I can't remember if it was you or Danny or David Day in in the WhatsApp group, but you know, kind of said you know hopefully with the money that that brings in, they can develop the car. But I, I get that to a point, but then I'm thinking, well, you and and yeah, you, you've got a year in the car to. To learn, but they're, they're, they're going to want that feedback to surely help design next season's car because I'm sure they'll want to try bits on the current car to understand what that does to the airflow and the aerodynamics and the handling and the grip levels and everything else. So it it is a huge risk. And 
you know, and uh, anyway, that's hash. And then we've got to talk about George Russell because l- looking likely that he might be about to drive next season, which is just mind blowing. Um, Perez, it, Sergio Perez is, is being touted at ending up at Williams, but also somebody might end up at Red Bull. And then also others are predicting that Hulkenberg might end up at Red Bull as well. So Albon is under pressure right now. And unfortunately, at the weekend's Grand Prix in Portugal, uh, which is a great track, by the way. I absolutely love that track, Portimao, especially in R-Factor 2. I think it's a fantastic track. Um, it, Albon's really under pressure right now. So we've got two British drivers on the grid. We, and if you've got Hamilton, that's three. So Norris is four. We could end up going down to two. Uh, you know, what, uh, Danny, what, what are your thoughts of Russell and potential losing his drivers? And remember, he's got a contract for next season. And also Perez is obviously out of Force India for Sebastian Vettel. I mean, <laughs> why are they keeping Lance Stroll? Especially after the movie did on Lando Norris. Bad stroll, bad. Um, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, come on, we all know this sport is about money and business and uh, it's a show. And if the teams need money and drivers come in with money, I mean, that's why we have drivers like Latifi and, uh, I mean, stroll, oh, stroll is a given. Don't get me started on Latifi. Stroll, stroll is a know. given because, look, uh, it's a whole enterprise of his father getting a team probably already with a plan early on, okay, I'm going to put my kid on uh, all the driving ranks so that one day he runs to in Formula 1 with me overlooking everything. And and of course, of course, if I had the money and the ambition that Lance, uh, um, no, Lawrence Stroll has, I would have done the same. Of course, look, look at this. You have the, the, the money, the, all the resources to invest with the best for a kid to grow in the Formula 1. I mean, if you look at his uh, junior record, Lance Stroll is actually a quite good driver. He's not like, oh, it's just because his dad, blah, blah. No. Many, like, look at Max Verstappen. His dad also invested everything in him, and he did really well. And Lance also has a really good record. Okay, he's not winning races. Okay, but give him time. He's been there for a few years, and he's doing quite well now that he has a nice car. Um... Everybody makes mistakes. Yes, he crashes. Yes, so did Max crash many times. Uh, so you see, it's uh, it's about making a good investment, including investing in the drivers really early on. So I think people like Lance and stuff, they will always be part of the sport because that's that's just the way the sport uh, runs. It's very based on money and business deals and uh, promotions and it's part of it. Mm-hmm. And the people like uh, the super talents, like, I don't know, Russell and stuff, yeah, they're good, but they get their chance. But they have to, of course, work harder at uh, making that chance last. Look, for example, Earl Bamber, also is a modest can I, guy. Can I just? I don't want to interrupt your flow, but, but I just, just want to apologize to our, dear, uh, <laughs> our, our dear listeners because you, you're you're moving your microphone quite a bit. So oh, my, bad, um, my bad, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um, if people with headphones are probably going to hate it that you're talking, and um, and I don't know what you're doing to your Apologies. microphone. Apologies, I stopped. Um, I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carry on. So Earl Bamber, for example, who is a really great driver, from what I heard in some podcasts and so on, he also comes from, uh, let's say, modest backgrounds. It's not like, mm. and uh, he did really well in uh, endurance uh, racing. Like he won all that there is to be won there. Um, but still, 
well, he's a, an official Porsche driver, but of course, he, like Luke, as well as uh, Hulkenberg, also won Le Mans, but boom, no Formula One drive. And people that bring money, well, because they're all more or less almost, they're all good, like I said earlier, they're all good drivers. But if you have a good driver, it's a, not just a little bit worse than the other one, not much worse, it's still very good. Oh, but it brings a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a big business and it will have... Is that how, it, is that how the transactions work? Is I don't it, I have uh, no clue suit, how it suitcase. works. Uh, suitcase of cash. No, that's probably in the in the seventies, maybe. I've just but got an image of lorries driving around, which is well, money is not even real, man. Money is a, a number in the cloud in now. banks that don't money doesn't exist. I, I get, I get. The Formula One has always been a, a, been about money, but when you and I get to get to get your ticket in, I, I get it. But when you see, especially no, I mean Albon, I do feel sorry for Albon. I, I, you know. And Red Bull, obviously, with Gasly as well before that. And we now see how well Gasly's doing at Toro Rosso. It just shows you maybe the environment of Red Bull is very max, max, max. And that doesn't give anybody else a, a, a real chance because Max is able to handle the car. Gasly and Albon have not been able to handle that car. And and unlike Mercedes, out, you know, Red Bull don't have a rear gunner to, to protect. And when you look at the two McLarens, again, they're normally... Very close together. Um, it doesn't help when a certain racing point driver takes out one of the McLarens. <laughs> but, but man, look. Not, not that that really annoys me at, at all. Um, but how many people can be world champion? Oh, just the one. And, and you know, and Hamilton is on course to, to get, what, his seventh world championship. And he's just broken Michael Schumacher's record of race wins. I mean... You know, he is the greatest of all time. As much as I'm not necessarily a huge Hamilton fan, because he, sometimes what he represents and he's just his demeanour and things, but um, I, I I do admire what he's trying to achieve, especially with the Black Lives Matter. I think, you know, what he's trying to do there and raise the profile is fantastic. Um, I do think he's a bit of a hypocrite in some things that he promotes, but that's that's for another podcast. Um, but what a driver, what a driver. And Bottas to finish 25 seconds behind him after Hamilton. I mean, it just shows you class above, class above. And he's now 35. How many more years has he got? Who knows? But anyway, back on topic. David Day, give us your thoughts on Russell and Albon and and the likes. And Haas, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I, I would be really sorry for Russell if he would uh, lose his seat and... Uh... Most importantly, not find another one because um, <clears throat> I, I I do not really like the guy, you know, from a, a character perspective. Um, but I have to admit that he is a talented driver. You don't like Russell? <clears throat> um, not very much, you know. You know, there's the women do because he's constantly getting his top off. But anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Uh, but you know, for sure, he's a talented driver. He's very young. So. He's a nice guy too. I have you know, he's a very nice lad. Yeah, yeah. He seems like an okay guy. It's just. But what do you like? I'm taking issue with this. What do you like about George? I'll Russell? tell you what. He's just as boring as you think. Leclerc is. 
What? I'm actually, I'm actually, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? I'm actually coming to. I'm actually starting to like Leclerc. Uh, a little yes, bit. Remember when yes. you were saying yeah. that uh, Leclerc was boring, and David was like, "No, he's so good." You know. You I know think what? Russell is. Yeah, the I, I, same. Paul, is start, he's, he's, Paul is starting to drive Ferraris. He's starting to like Leclerc. <laughs> he's starting to be my best friend forever. <laughs> never, never, dear listener, never, never. Um, no, I, I am actually starting to warm up to him a little bit. I think his character's coming out a bit more recently, and I don't know if that's because it's the new Ferrari. But anyway, back where, you know, Russell... So you think he's just a bit plain, a bit boring? Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. It's um, I have nothing uh, in particular against Russell. He's just one of those, you know, uh, in Italian, so we say feeling on uh, feeling uh, of the skin or on the skin you know some when you know someone and uh, you don't mm, feel particularly warm for for that person uh, you okay, feel so he's quite cold yeah, you mean? He's yeah. just, he, not because yeah. not because he has done uh, or, or she has done or in this case uh, we're talking about Russell so let's go with yeah. the uh, male um, yeah yeah that's the right that's the right call. So, yeah uh, so <laughs> Uh, not not because he has done anything. I particular. know what you mean. He's not he's not the most emotive person. Yeah, you know. I, I get. I, I do. I do get it to a to a degree. I do get it. Yeah. 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 As where when you compare him to like Orlando Norris, Carlos Sainz, you know, doesn't have the same kind of bubbly personality. Yeah. For, for I do, example, I do. For get example, it. if you if we talk about um, uh, Norris. Uh, uh, oh, Lando! I love a bit of Lando. Yeah, for example, uh, Lando is a character that uh, um, I like less than that of Russell because I think that Russell, you know, it's a, is a little bit more uh, cool-headed than uh, uh, sometimes, you know. <clears throat> I, I like him more than uh, than uh, than uh, than Lando, but at the same what? Right, okay, kicking him off the podcast. No, 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 no. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> da- Danny, going, are you in agreement with me? I was Danny, going to say. Gone. I was going to say that uh, from a character perspective, uh, I think that I, I like Russell more than Norris. But uh, as an overall package, I like way more uh, Norris than Russell. I know it may make make no sense, but you know it's one of those, as I was saying, feeling. Can we just get the police? <laughs> feelings that you police? that you have and uh... Italian police, can we get them, please? <laughs> hey, if you we... if you had your uh, sound box, you could make you know the get this the man si- arrested. Yes, could, uh, get this man arrested. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. I said oh, that I, I said that I like Norris more than Russell. It's an overall okay, it's an overall package. <laughs> an overall. Oh. Oh, I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Um, look, I mean. So yeah, I was saying. I was saying. I'm, I would be sorry if he would lose his seat because uh, you know I don't particularly like him, but he's a very talented driver. He's, I mean, he got into he got into Q2 again. Yeah. I mean, by, I mean, by the skin of his teeth, um, and he is just. I mean, he's just squashed both of his drive. You know, his driving partners for the last two seasons and. And it's it's just a beggar's belief that he may be dropped because of because of money because I think that he raises the profile of the team. Yeah, and you know for sponsors and and whatnot. And I get that Williams have been you know have got new management, new owners, and they've had some troubling times. But it just seems just yeah, it's just upsetting. It's just it just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. And I get that money has always been around Formula One. But oh my god, it's not fair. But 
you know, and 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 if you if you I tell you what, if you were Williams, um, and you had the, the and, and Red Bull, and you had the choice to pick Hulkenberg or Sergio Perez, who would you who would you choose? Yeah, if I was manager at Williams or Red Bull, and either if you had them both looking at you and you had to choose Perez or Hulkenberg, who would you go for? Um, tough choice because um, Perez uh, is uh, is a good driver. But maybe Hulkenberg is a little bit better, but at the same time, Perez would bring money alongside him. So yeah, probably I would. I, I like Hulkenberg uh, more as a, um, you know, uh, for his... I think Hulkenberg would be more consistent. Yeah, but I think that I would go for Perez. If, uh, yeah, he's all, Perez is only also is only 30, yeah, so Hulkenberg's 33. True, and that is another factor too. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Uh, I would go for Hulkenberg because I, I want that guy to get a, a podium. <laughs> that elusive pony, it blows my mind. Yeah. And to be fair but to him... If he I mean, does, he would stop being the international motorsport meme that he is. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, he's a really cool guy as well. So he was so close so many times. So I would like to... I would give him that chance for him to get a podium. But of course, my yeah. manager... My own manager would say, hey, hey, we need some money. So, yeah, I would have to go for Perez anyway, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, definitely is is a tough one. And, it, and uh, uh, you know, fans on social media have been particularly vocal in their feelings about the whole potential driver pairing at Haas and, and, and Russell, again, looking likely to lose his racing seat. It's... It's it's an interesting one. It, it it really is, and I know that we have, you know, had conversations back and forth on WhatsApp, and I, you know, I I think Mick Schumacher will do a, a decent job. I just don't know whether partnering up with another rookie is really the way to to go. You know, it just makes more sense to me if you need if you need the cash, yeah, taking one, but keep a keep a pro there, and I'm you know I'm <laughs> on the but on the flip side. Magnussen, I think, is a bit of an arrogant so-and-so from time to time. And, you know, he's a bit ruthless. And maybe, you know what? You, you sometimes need that um, in an F1 driver, whether you need it to the level that Magnussen sometimes, you know, can demonstrate it. Not, I, I know, think it's but... more suited for IndyCar. And I, from what I heard, it that's maybe where he's heading. So maybe that's good. Yeah, and then you've got Grosjean, who just seems like a bit of a soft touch. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know, really. I, it's a tough one. We'll see it? soon it enough. Really is. Not, not long left yeah, until the will. end of the season, so. Yeah, it's about five or six races now, isn't it? And we've got Imola next, which I'm which I'm looking forward to. So, um, yeah. Right. Okay, so that's F1. Do let us know if you what your thoughts are. Tweet us at Race Department, or you, as I say before, you can... Post on the episode thread at racedepartment.com. Keep your eyes out. You can tweet me directly if you want and let me know I'm an idiot or uh, um, I'm at glovepup, G-L-O-V-E-P-U-P on the old socials. Um, I'm generally, I don't always tweet just about motorsport. There's a bit of football in there as well. So do be prepared if you decide to hit that follow button. I don't always talk about motorsport or F1, but actually I just talk about a load of rubbish. Yes, David Day. Also, dear listeners, let us know if uh, if Paul's uh, increasing love for uh, Ferrari and Leclerc is making him more cool. 
I think I think it does. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, do let us know. Right. So I'm just trying to find. I'm just stalling here because I'm trying to find the tweet that I shared the other day, and I, and I did have it uh, ready and waiting earlier on, but then I stupidly uh, removed it, and I can't blooming find it now, which is really annoying me. Um, but anyway, the third topic is around streamers. So a certain guy within Google, uh, and I'm trying to You're find You're doing really it. well. Keep going. <laughs> nice stalling skills. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I don't know why I closed the tab, because I found the tweet that I was looking for, and for some then reason, just I stupidly the, the closed... closed tabs, no? No, it was on another machine. I stupidly did it on the wrong machine, didn't I? It's okay. It's all right. I will find it. But basically, what um, this third topic is all about is whether streamers should pay for streaming games. So, who wants to start with this one? Not me. Brilliant. I'll start. I raised my hand. <laughs> oh, yes. My virtual okay. hand. <laughs> no, I'll start because I, I've already exchanged a few words about the topic with Danny, and I know that he has a different opinion than me, so I think that... Uh, oh, I love it when you got a difference of opinion. I think that it will be... It would make more sense for me to start and then Danny uh, okay. say is, uh, even if he's wrong, uh, but, you know, uh, it's good. <laughs> it's not disorder. helping you to get another Ferrari fan, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that um, uh, it is right uh, to, for uh, streamers to pay a license for the games they stream. Uh, I must say that in, the, uh, in these last few days, I thought more about the subject uh, uh, and um, I thought that uh, I was thinking that uh, for uh, sim racers, uh, uh, and also for you know people that play flight sims or train sims, um, the situation may be different from you know people that stream other kind of content. But uh, in general, yes, my idea is that if you are streaming, you are uh, 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 you are making money out of that game or that sim. So it is only right that you pay a license for it. Because at, at you're that, not necessarily at that point, making money, though. If you, if okay, if you are, if, it depends. If it, you're just to set that, if right, you're a streamer it's, it's, that has uh, an income, let's say, yeah, if you're a, okay, yeah. let's if you are a streamer that has an income, you should pay for it because you are making. Well, well then, okay, right. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Sorry, I know you're you're trying to explain it, but I wanna I wanna pick hole in that. So, if you're a streamer that doesn't make any money, you don't pay. But if you're a streamer that does make money, then you pay. Yeah, How, is that fair? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the same law. It's okay. the same law that, uh, for example, uh, uh, let's let's make a very simple example. In the United States, if you have a drone and you uh, fly the drone, if you fly it for yourself, uh, it, you know it's free. You can do whatever you want, uh, unless you know you are doing it in uh, in, uh, in areas you are not allowed to. If you are making money out of the recordings you make with your drones, you have to pay and you have to uh, obtain a special license for it because you are uh, making commercial use of your drone. Uh, 
you know, it might be something uh, that uh, uh, sounds weird or you do not agree with it, but I think that at the end of the day, it makes sense because if you are making commercial use of something, it is right that you pay uh, a license for it. In the case of the drone, you pay, of course, you pay to the government and that's, you know, a different, uh, <clears throat> a different story. Let's not go into politics. But in the um, topic of games, paying a license to the uh, producer, to the developer of the game, I think that it is only right if you are making a commercial use out of it. Uh, for two reasons. If you are uh, um, streaming a single-player game, uh, you have to take in account that uh, you may be, uh, you know, harsh, uh, harsh word, but robbing the developer of potential buyers. Because, for example, I might be watching uh, a stream or a walkthrough of, uh, you know, the latest God of War and then do not buy it because I have already experienced the story. So why should I? Uh, you know, that's what, you know, the general uh, uh, buyer or consumer may think. May, may think. think, of course, because <laughs> someone uh, will, uh, loves the game, then uh, even if he, doesn't have the, he or she doesn't have the money in that moment, could think, okay, I'll wait for a sale, and even if I already have experienced the story, I still will buy the game to support the developers. Uh, so... If you are streaming or doing a walkthrough of a single-player game, you may are uh, you may be uh, you know um, taking uh, potential buyers uh, out of the developer sense. If you are streaming a multiplayer game, uh, it's different because uh, multiplayer is a, is a completely different thing. And uh, simulation single-player. Uh, for me, it's on the same level of multiplayer because um, uh, there is no story in a simulation. It's so even the single player of a simulation uh, is on the same level of a multiplayer game. Uh, but still, you are making a commercial use out of it. So um, it's not right that you pay something, uh, you know, let's say $50, and then you make, if you are an important streamer, so I'm going for, um, you know, for a specific example, you make uh, thousands of dollars out of it. Uh, it would be more right that you share a part of your profit through a license with the, uh, with the developer. Uh, how much that license will be, I don't know. That's something uh, that uh, uh, something more, someone more um, uh, educated than me in uh, commercial area should guess. But uh, I okay. think that uh, it will be only right. Okay. All right. I see your argument. I don't necessarily agree with it. But anyway, Danny, now's your say. Well, um, when I start, when this was first brought up, I was thinking and comparing it to music. For example, if you use some uh, artist's content with your videos or streams or whatever it may be, you should pay them a license because you're using their uh, production, their their work. And yeah, fair enough. Uh, the thing, and of course, I'm at the beginning I was also only thinking sim racing games, so this might be just one side of the spectrum. I did not see the whole picture yet. But for example, in sim racing... Um, but I thought, in general, in 
in a way with all games. If you're playing your game, the game and showing it and streaming it, uh, I understand uh, David's point of view that okay, many people will watch these walkthroughs on YouTube and then they'll never feel like they need to buy it. But it might at the same time it's also like in a way free advertising for the developers, like people getting to see much more, like in much more in l much larger numbers their game and the game might reach out due to these streams to a lot more people than just on the video game websites and magazines. So it might still increase sales just because it's streamed worldwide and many people get to see it uh, or hear about it. And uh, so my initial thought was, okay, streaming a game, uh, especially by very popular streamers with big uh, view viewing numbers, is only a good thing for the developers because it means their game is getting a lot of visibility. And uh, I guess, like you said, Davide, there's no story in a simulation, so there's nothing to be like, oh, okay, I watched, now it's fine. It could be like watching a race. Yeah, I watched a nice race. I don't need to buy the game. But it could also be, oh, nice race. I want to be part of an, a race in the future as well. I'll buy the game. Um, and on that one, while you were explaining your, uh, your point of view, I went and launched... Um, ACC, because I remember there was something about this at the beginning, and that beginning, just when you launch the game before the, you get to the menu, there's a disclaimer and says, the use of this software is not allowed in any way in public and for promotional, entertainment, training, educational, or commercial purposes, for free or not, without an explicit written permission provided by Kunos Simulazioni SRL, which means that if you're going to stream and make money of it or not, in theory, you should contact Kunos first. I don't know, and I think some people might not do, but I'm sure the big ones at some point may have. And they've surely discussed this and say, and I'm, of course, I'm just guessing that Kunos said, yeah, you'll get, let me see, you have a channel with uh, how many thousand or hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Yeah, we give you written permission to stream our game because they know the return will be greater than if that stream was not uh, streaming their game. So I think everybody wins. You're, you're assuming those conversations are exactly. taking place. My, maybe they never took place. But that's what's written uh, as a disclaimer in their game. So they could enforce it, I guess. I don't know about international rules and I definitely don't know about any rules or legislation about streaming. So I'm just presuming things here. But I think that by streamers streaming the, the game, the, the uh, creators of the game are only gaining but yeah i think i think it i think it depends on the on, on the games but um i i found the tweet now so from alex hutchinson who tweeted out a couple of things so um why is that a risk room guy did, did you find him well no he's the creative director at sge montreal studio um so he's responsible for things like far cry 4 assassin's creed 3 Spore, oh. Sim 2s, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's at bang, bang, click on Twitter. And he says, streamers worried about getting their contact pool because they've used music they didn't pay for should be more worried about... But, sorry, should be more worried... Should <laughs> Sorry. Streamers worried about getting their contact content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. 
The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. I do see his argument because without the games, they wouldn't have content, right? That's a very good point, yeah. I do, I do see it, you know, like they, it's a bit like um, a band is unable to make music without their instruments. So in, in, in some cases, the, the streamers, their instrument is the game, right? So without that game, they can't do what they do. Yep. How, the, um, but also I think you've both picked on a couple of good points there and the fact that for ACC and especially for the smaller studios like Kunos who have a smaller following, you know, the likes of streamers out there that have a, 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 um, a following because they don't just play ACC, they play the, the Codemasters franchise games and everything else that's out there. It, it opens them up to a potentially new audience and especially the fact that Kunos have released the game on recently on on console as well you know you find the generation that tend to watch streamers also are are console like you know viewers I, I I would argue and that kind of generation um the younger generation the younger the younger than me that's for sure I watch the odd stream but I'm not you know I don't watch them constantly. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, it's an, it's for your bigger games. Should should they be licensed? But then, I guess it's all down in the in the relationship that the developers have with said streamer. You don't, we don't, we aren't aware of the conversations, or or if no conversations have have taken place. And as we've seen before, uh, Kunos and the like will run their own events where they invite these streamers to a event and then in the hope that those streamers will obviously do a live stream and put in potentially more buyers for the game. So it's a bit like being a celebrity, isn't it? And needing the newspapers to kind of promote you and, 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 and uh, so people know who you are, but then on the same foot, they'll complain because, you know, they've taken up their privacy and so forth. It's like, I think streamers need the developers and developers need the streamers. So, and it's, it's, it, we find that a lot in life. And I think that they have to find a model that is favorable for both parties because I, I believe that they need just to work together on this. And I think it's a valid point. I, I, I do think, you know, obviously I hope streamers have bought the game and are streaming a game they have purchased because reading that tweet by, Alex Hutchinson seems to suggest they haven't paid for the game, but I think maybe he's alluding to the fact that they should be paying for a license, not necessarily the game to to stream it. But yeah, an interesting an interesting topic, wouldn't you say? Guys? Well, in a way, at least most of the games are not owned by anybody. You are actually you actually paid for a license via Steam to access the game on an online platform, but you actually don't even own the game. Technically, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from what you read out loud, this uh, message came up to me a, a bit, came off a bit as uh, negative or threatening, almost just like uh, we should be, be paid, blah, blah. It's not constructive. But I don't know the ins and outs and uh, the implications, of course. But I mean, I'm sure that people that are well off for, I don't know, creators of Fortnite or creators of League of Legends or ACC or whatever it may be, 
if it's becoming fruitful for them with the deals they have with their with streamers and so on, well, maybe you don't hear them complain. I don't know. I I don't know. But um, I can, of course, I don't also don't see the whole the whole picture of of the business. But I think everybody, yeah, like you said, they streamers and gamers, uh, streamers and game creators need each other at the end of the day. So why? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you agree with that, David? I think that it is an interesting topic uh, for sure, and something that, uh, as Danny was saying, should be uh, legislated. Uh, uh, or, uh, you know, there should be more clear rules uh, um, uh, to follow and to adhere to uh, regarding the sub subject. Uh, it would have it been interesting to have, uh, you know, the other Paul, Paul Jeffrey here, because, you know, he's an, an, an actual content creator. <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, he doesn't really do he doesn't really do live streams, and um, the reason Paul's not here is because he's been doing a lot of commentary lately, and he's he's lost his voice basically. He sounded terrible last night, um, and he sent he sent up an audio clip of, of his voice today. So he's he's resting up and resting the vocal cords because he's doing a lot of commentary at the moment. But he doesn't really do live streams. Paul, yeah, true. But so, um, but he'll, pro he'll probably have an opinion on it. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, since he uh, makes videos and uh, you know he, yeah. even if he yeah. does doesn't uh, stream uh, uh, you know him directly is still uh, working uh, for streams uh, and so yeah. he surely surely would uh, would have had uh, an interesting opinion about it um, yeah it'd be interesting to speak to someone like chris hay who doesn't necessarily do live streaming but you know does make videos um and he's a you know he's a friend of rd so um Maybe I'll get his uh, his input at, at some point on this topic because it's 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 definitely an yeah, interesting one. I think one. that um, it's something that uh, developers uh, simply haven't thought about since now. Uh, I've, because um, to me, it's uh, you know, uh, it's a it's very clear and it's a um, reasonable uh, idea, reasonable logic. So. I think that developers just uh, haven't realized that uh, something like this uh, uh, could and should happen, that uh, this kind of licensing should not only apply uh, for companies of, or for, you know, those people that uh, during uh, fairs and, uh, and the likes uh, install uh, um, some hardware and let people play on a specific title uh, but also for uh, you know the people on twitch the streamers on youtube on facebook uh, they are also people making an actual commercial use of their uh, their products yeah yeah and if it was if it was music or um or you know like a tv show or you know film you know there would there are obviously things in place to to stop this it'd be interesting to see you know how the, the likes of this would you think about twitch and you think about youtube street gaming streaming and and other sites that have been out there and come and gone that you know dedicated to streaming gaming it'd be interesting to see what part they could play in this as well not just 
the developers and the streamers themselves, but maybe the platforms. A bit like what they've done with YouTube with regards to if you upload a video and it detects music that's copyrighted, it will it will remove that music from the video and or you'll get a copyright infringement and things like that. So maybe the likes of the platforms that allow people to stream the games also have a role to play in this as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, sure. I think that um, it will probably help, you know, in uh, uh, making the situation more clear and having more uh, um, consistent uh, uh, rules and applications of it uh, in uh, what would be otherwise, uh, you know, a, a divisive topic. Because, uh, you know, um, Whenever you, uh, whenever money gets into the, uh, gets in in the frame, everything becomes uh, problematic. So um, everything, every having uh, uh, something or someone, as we were saying, that uh, um, you know, uh, make sure that uh, the rules that take place are. Uh, Fair and consistent would uh, surely help. Yeah, uh, Danny, any any views on that about the platforms themselves playing their part in this? Uh, it's it's too complex for my head, I think, but I'm pretty sure they do because I remember. I mean, it's it's and also it's constantly changing. I remember what how was it? Eight years ago, now I made a little. I went and did like I tried some paragliding and I made a little video and I put a song. Uh, that of course I didn't pay anything. I just I just did it for for fun for myself, and then I decided to post it on on uh, Facebook, and it got removed. And I was banned from posting videos for like six months or something. Uh, but now <laughs> we know the kind of videos you post. I've seen your Instagram anyway. Uh, and then, but now <laughs> I've just made like the other day. I just made a little video, a real funny video as well, and I put a song on it, and I and I put it on YouTube. And I know it won't be taken down because the rules have changed and now you can put, uh, I, from what I understood, you can put any musical content. But if you reach a certain level of, what is it, subscribers or something, and you still use somebody else's content, then you cannot uh, monetize your video or if it has other person's content. And then that the revenue will go to the creators of the content that you've put. Uh, I don't know in detail how how it works but i'm uh, as i see the platforms are evolving with the constant changes and demands of of both the the creators of content and also the creators of of the of the material like games music and so on so mm -hmm. and it's it's so complex this internet world that it, it, i'm sure it's ongoing uh the changes will be ongoing as we speak year after year so as i said it's too complex for me i don't know yeah, Danny. Danny is the simple folk. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We apologize. what's the uh, the word in English? Sim simpleton. Yes, <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're most welcome. We love you, Danny. <laughs> At least yeah, I admit it. Well, he. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, yeah, 
about the time David Day did too. Uh, right. What? Okay. What? So what that, did you see? Sorry, what? what sorry, 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 sorry. There's static on the line. There's static. I was, static I was going. Yeah, I was going. Like, static I on was the going line. To static. say I love you, Danny, but I love you less than Paul. But I, I think I'll get it back now. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, Karma, my man. I love still, you way more than Paul. Still static on the line. Way more. Static. Static. So I'm losing you guys. I'm losing you. Um, there you are. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad line. Bad line. Um, technology, hey, the internet. Oh god, what a thing. Who would have thought where we'd be? Right. So yeah, there's your uh, three topics this week. We've we've spoiled you a little, a little bit shorter than the normal, but I think they're. Um, some interesting debates there to be had and like I say let let us know guys what you think about the topics we've chosen this week you know keeping your call in racing I think is really really important and tell us your stories about things that you've witnessed things that you've seen post them uh, you know tweet us at race department or or post on the the thread at racedepartment.com when we when we release this episode and also let us know what you think about F1, F, you know, the, the, the thread, the threads on race department always get very, very heated when people talk about F1. Uh, it's very, very interesting. Um, uh, I, it's, an, it's an interesting time for, for, for motorsport. And, uh, you know, we didn't really touch on it, but there's discussions at the moment going on with Lewis Hamilton, his new contract. And without fans entering the, the events at the moment, obviously we've seen a few come back, but not to the volume we normally see. There's talks about Hamilton having to take a pay cut and um, and that's happening in football as well. So it's not just Formula One, but there'll be other motorsports that, you know, people are going to have to make sacrifices. They want to do the things that they love. They're going to have to make sacrifices. And I'm sure Hamilton can do without a few million because I think he's got enough in the bank uh, by now uh, with the championships that he's, that he's won. Um, and then... Yeah, streamers, should they be paying to uh, to stream the games? That's, an, that's a really interesting topic, and I think that's also going to be rather divisive as well. And I think we've kind of, you know, got different views from, from both sides of the table there. But again, let us know what you think. Just a couple of uh, small mentions for you. We, we've announced a jingle competition uh, recently. Uh, I'll be honest, the thread got a little bit derailed. Um, you know, we're just trying to have a bit of fun. Um, and if you've got anything that you think we could use as an intro or a bit of music, then then go and find the thread at racedepartment.com in the podcast section and uh, link us your music. Um, we just want to... Something a little bit different, bring the community together. And uh, recently, myself and Danny were stewarding for the G2 esports events, weren't we, Danny? Yes. Do you know how yes, to unmute yes, yourself? Right. I, I'm starting to wonder you don't. <laughs> There's always that gap. I like go, Danny, and then about a, a year a good passes solid before three second gap every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to edit that here, out I'm either. Here, so uh, yeah, I have to come yeah. running back. Um, no, you, uh, you 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 were steward with me for the final uh, that took place on Sunday evening last night. That was Sunday the the, the 25th. As we record this, it's Monday. It's, it's it's a hard game, isn't it, Stuart? Isn't yeah, it? it's not easy, especially in well, in the very nice um, entertain entertainment format that was G two, which was basically two twenty minute races with a pit stop, which is a very short and action packed race, which is great to watch. But to steward, it's like there's barely any time to breathe because, of course, a lot of things happen because it's a short race, and to be able to see everything and uh, give. Um, Make a decision on every single incident. <laughs> it's quite uh, hectic, but it was—it's good fun as well. 
yeah, we should um, we should think about how we can kind of inform people about what we do when it comes to stewarding. Because again, going back to the whole irate topic that we were talking about in you know first off is that uh, what uh, ACCSS have done is when a driver's kind of lost their core a little bit is invite them into the stewards room and ask them to steward with us for a race and just to kind of see them behind the curtain to just see the efforts that go in and it's not just we look at the replay once and go bam thank you ma'am there's your penalty sometimes we deli- we will talk about it for 20 minutes and you know and it and it's not it's not easy um and I mean, on you know, on the event we did yesterday, because there's money involved as well, people were taking it very. I'm sure not just the drivers, but the stewards take it very, very seriously. And it's really good to see everybody pulling together, working together, um, and some cracking racing. And to be honest, the first race, the qualifying from first to twenty, because there's only twenty cars racing around Nurburgring, was a second between pole. And and twentieth, which was just there was a, a bit of a bigger gap for the for the second race, but amazing to see and some great there was some great overtakes in the um, uh, in the race that I watched on Friday night as well. I was watching I watched a bit of the stream and uh, at Monza some great overtakes. Um, but yeah, like like anything, accidents do happen, and you know you need stewards there. Yeah, that's why we're there basically. Exactly, exactly. They they happen as as in real life motorsport things do happen. That's right, Lance Stroll, they do. Um, don't forget, you can check out our racing club events that take place at Race Department. Check out racedepartment.com. Don't forget that all of our most John Hero races now are hosted at simracing.gp, which is if you're not already on there, um, go and check it out. Um, I think you need an invite still at the moment. It's still officially in beta, but They've got rid of a lot of the bugs and I think it's great and seeing the results afterwards and seeing the points and it just does the whole championship stuff for you. So it's none of this whole setting up a server each time, especially with ACC as we know, it's JSON files and, you know, one little character out of place and, and it won't boot. The G2 but, event was yeah, run on Racing GP, right? It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, which is fantastic to see. So, um, yeah, great, great promotion for the platform. And all the races I do on on uh, ACCSS are all using that as well. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, uh, Twitch channel, and all of our leagues as well that are going. We've got some leagues going on at the moment, which is great to see. They're not being streamed, but um, it's good to know they're going on at the moment. There's, I believe there's been some close racing going on. Don't forget we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and the book face uh, you can search for race department and we also have a discord server as well so check out racedepartment.com for the link to that uh, anything you two want to add Forza Ferrari <laughs> well I can't I can't beat that one it's it's impossible so no you can you go Forza McLaren uh, no um, <laughs> <laughs> you wish but no <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as always, thank you, Danny, for being here. My pleasure, as always. Thank you, mate. And uh, David Day, thank you to Paul, you too. We haven't said the most important thing to the audience, to our dear listeners. What's that? That I have a set of Corsa Competizione now. Oh, oh yeah. yes, you do. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He does. Oh, we he have finally a half has an hour now extra of podcast just on this, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And are, are you enjoying the game, yes, David? Yes, a lot. It's it's my favorite uh, sim, and uh, I like it so much that I'm considering uh, delete, deleting everything else that I have on my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because basically I have no interest any longer in racing. The other sims that I have on, on the moment are Assetto Corsa and the original Dirt Rally, because the second one doesn't run very well on my hardware. But uh, I have no interest <laughs> in using them anymore since I have a set of Corsa competition. It's, uh, it's uh, so good. So you using good. keyboard? No, I'm using gamepad. Using gamepad, okay, yeah. But the next, next upgrade will be that we'll get a PC and then start saving for a wheel and pedals hey? maybe yeah. Christmas will be <laughs> nice it'll make, it'll, it'll make all, it will make all the difference but I'm really pleased you're enjoying it mate I'm really pleased it's a great game yeah. it really is and Fantastic we game. hope to see you on track soon man Davide uh, step by yeah, step need... yeah baby steps but you should join us at some yeah, point yeah I need to work a... yeah we should get we should get we should get you on ACCSS yeah I need to work honestly a... like the rookie league there's some guys that race controllers on there so yeah and... Right, you fit I need right to in. work a little bit more my consistency because I'm still, uh, you know, uh, learning the tire model in this uh, in this sim and uh, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. being more confident. Also, there's no there's no the be the no better way to learn than competition, my yeah, friend. Yeah, but I don't want to. We we were saying we talked something like an hour about you know people in the <laughs> inexperience taking other drivers out yeah, and then there, I go there, no not necessarily no 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 not necessarily inexperienced just idiotic there's a difference yeah, right so you could be inexperienced but take care true. you know not unfortunately the majority of inexperienced drivers don't take <laughs> care but you know you can still be in in the pro league with where I am and you know still not necessarily taking care and treating everybody else like a bumper car so it I thought, you, know, I thought you were going to you were going to say being the pro league like I am and not being particularly good. <laughs> uh, now you're insulting my driving my driving skill and you and you've called me old tonight. I mean you are you are no longer on the Christmas list. I'll tell you that, my friend. Come on, you uh, you right. insult me all the time. <laughs> it's only fair <laughs> from time to time I take a shot. I don't, back. Know, I don't know what you mean, David Day. I, I never insult anybody. I know, I know what, what you mean. You mean. He means he means you're getting a drive through if you don't behave. <laughs> so I'm watching you. I'm watching you. You can stick that drive through where the sun don't shine. Oh, Six I months think, of uh, the UK right now. So Paul, yeah. I think that. Yeah, exactly. Well, we yeah. should give uh, we I should give also another one last news before we 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 call uh -huh. it a day. We have to say yeah. that Danny has uh, gone on the on a Russian magazine, uh, the cover of a Russian magazine, totally naked. Oh, come on. Uh, it's true. It's true. It? People believe me. It's true. He, Danny Montero is on the uh, for Vogue for Vogue Russia. No, so it, find, it's, find it's on not. eBay. Find it on eBay. It's not He's true. on the cover, completely <laughs> naked. What? Uh, I wish. I wish. It's not. It's actually for your own pleasure, David. It's on the Italian Vogue, not Russian. Oh, I thought mm. it was the... Okay, so people, go on eBay from the Italian book. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the cover totally naked. It's not on the cover, it's only I, on I, the... I've already bought 5,000 copies. <laughs> <laughs> Send me one, please. <laughs> it's when you start hearing the noises, you know what David Day's up to. Twitch is on. Oh, yeah. Bad language, I have to edit that out. Right, okay. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> we got kind of distracted there. But yeah, thank you once again to Danny and David Day for joining me as always. Um, hopefully, Mr. Jeffy will finally join us for a podcast. It's unusual for him to you to miss two straight ones. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed definitely recording it this week with some different topics to, to chew the fat over. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, last thing to say, hope you're well. Stay safe. Do everything you need to. Just It's a crazy world right now. So do look after yourself as we go into the colder months in the majority of Europe. Um, I've been Paul Glover. This has been the Race Department Podcast. Cheerio.